Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Chet Zar, and this is episode 270, and the date today is January 10th, 2023. See, I'm sticking to my word, and I'm I'm saying the date and episode number so far uh, this year. Uh, today we have Brandy Milney, who's an old friend and colleague from the art scene we kind of started around the same time and um always loved her work and she's a really cool person so we had a really excellent conversation a lot of reminiscing about the old days but you know also talking about her career and how she started and um yeah it was a great conversation so that's coming up um what's been going on with me my little update is uh, i have sad news that my dog baby girl died uh, she was uh, just an amazing dog, really probably the, I mean, I'm not just saying that because she just died, but she was probably the best dog that we've ever had. Although, you know, you love all your dogs, but um, she was one of those dogs that uh, everybody loved her because she was so sweet and uh, she was a little pit bull. She was just such a good dog. She was amazing. And so... That's been, that happened Saturday, and uh, she'd been sick for a while since Christmas, and we finally took her to the vet when she had a seizure. She seemed like she was getting better. She didn't seem that sick, and then she had a seizure. So we took her into the vet, and they did some x-rays, and there was a bunch of fluid buildup in her belly, and they they couldn't see, even see what was going on because there was fluid in there, and they'd scheduled in a an ultrasound, and uh, for the following Monday, and then she just, uh, on Saturday, she just took a turn for the worse and just died. Got worse and worse and died. Um, so we got to be with her while she, when she was going, so that was good to be there for her. And she didn't suffer a lot, which is good. Um, she didn't seem to suffer. It seemed to be just kind of like this gradual decline um so anyway that's kind of been what my life has been since the last time we spoke um so uh, i don't want to bring the show down because the the, inter the brandy interview is great but i felt like i should say something about baby girl because she was such a great great dog um anyway that's what's been going on with me i've been trying to work but it's really hard uh uh, I've got studies I'm doing. You can see back here I've got some for my Patreon people and uh, supporters. And uh, uh, yeah, I got a tool poster I'm working on. Almost done. Anyway, uh, okay. So if you want to su uh, support the podcast, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Dark Art Society and join for as little as a dollar a month. Get your name read right in the air. Get, get in the secret Facebook group, uh, get in the Discord. And this week's subscriber is Aaron Schwartz. Thank you, Aaron, so much for supporting. We appreciate it. Yeah, oh, if you join at the $5 level, you get entered into a, uh, a drawing every month to win a skull, such as this one from the Skull Shop. S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. They make amazing skulls. Um, 
and we do that monthly with a drawing. Uh, if you want to join my Patreon and see what I'm doing, if you haven't seen me posting much on social media, it's because I, for the last, was it five years, <laughs> three years? I don't even know how long I've been on there. It must be like five, five years, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe it's less. I don't even know. I lost track of time. Uh, but all the stuff I'm working on, I post on my Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash chetzar. Okay, what else? Is there anything else? Uh, I guess that's it. No. Just the uh, Brandy Milne interview. It's a really good one. She's great. She's awesome. She's a great painter. And uh, let's get on with it. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Hello, Brandy. Hello, Chet. Thank How you. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for well. coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, it's funny because the first thing I was going to ask you is, okay, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I, I, I've always heard Milne and Milna, and then I saw a video and you said Milne. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Milne. Yeah. Milne. Okay. I'm sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard Milna. <laughs> I've heard Milna and I've heard Milne. Mostly Milne. Okay. Mostly Milne. But I've never heard Milne. Uh, I don't know. You no, know, I, I think that's the right way to, to um, pronounce it. Milne. Mm -hmm. I, that's the correct way. But my family always, you know, just said Milne. So. Yeah. That's like San Pedro coming from San Pedro. It's like you're supposed it's supposed to be San Pedro, but everybody in San Pedro pronounces it wrong. Yeah. Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can tell who the locals are is if they pronounce the name wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are you getting rain down there? You must be getting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy, it's so right? Amazing. Yeah. Are you getting. Yeah. Right. I'm in Monrovia. Monrovia. Yeah. Uh, it's right. like near Pasadena. Yes. You're okay. You're in Orange County. Yep. Yeah. I'm here in the boondocks. It's not LA. It's Orange County and Huntington Beach. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Behind the orange curtain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody from LA wants to travel this far down. <laughs> I, I feel you. I'm same with Monrovia. It's like nobody, nobody wants to come out to Monrovia. So it's, right. it's, it's so hard to get to the shows and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm probably almost as far away as you are. Maybe probably a, right. Know, yeah. yeah, maybe a little closer, but yeah, I like it out in the boonies. You know, it's less. Mm -hmm. I don't know, less hassles, less traffic. Right, free parking. Free parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it too. So you're probably you're you know you're one of the few people that saw me in my pink suit outfit. <laughs> very very handsome yes that was at mark Raiden's barbie uh, <laughs> show yes and nobody will see it again i don't think that was a one-time deal did you have that in your closet hell, you hell no i i i didn't the thing is i didn't have anything nice to wear at all like not even right. well i had this i had a suit uh from my niece's wedding that i bought from walmart <laughs> a few years oh, ago yeah. it's uh -huh. like a walmart suit but it was it's just like this basic black suit. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to wear a suit. It's like, you know, the it's you're supposed to wear pink. Right. So, so it's like I found this one jacket. It's like, oh, I like this jacket. And so then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get the hat. Anyway. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good show. That was a good show. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Oh, it must have been great for you because you know, you so love you love 
you know, dolls and, and yes, Barbies yes. and stuff. I see in a lot of your work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love Barbie. I, Mark did such a great job. Um, I mean, so inspiring. Yeah. So very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never thought I would have enjoyed a, um, a Barbie exhibit. I just wasn't, you know, I, I was a boy. I was not raised on Barbies, you didn't but you know, Barbie. yeah, I, I didn't play with Barbies. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was great. It was great. I really thought it was an excellent show. I found it inspiring too. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, I, I, that would be really cool to do something with Barbie, you know, do some kind of Barbie right. theme, whatever like, your, your, your artwork, whatever theme your artwork is trying right. to incorporate yeah. it into a Barbie. Take what you, yeah, to, to just meld the two. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's something different for my mind to think about, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, once you see that it's possible, then, then it's like, all the thoughts, all the inspiration coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He really, he kind of nailed it. Your stuff would be yeah. great for something like that. I think it'd be I would love you know, like that. a would... perfect fit. It seems uh, like. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, I mean, uh, so, um, you know, I, th I think we started our art careers around the same time. Do you think? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Tw 2004. Yeah. That's right around the time I started. That's when I started, like early 2000s. I think I started, uh, like 2005 is when I started selling paintings and I was kind of meandering the first couple of years. Right. So I think I was just showing maybe at Cannibal Flower in 2004 or so. Yep. And I, I remember seeing your work there. Yeah. Blown away. Oh, thanks. And my husband, Richard, uh, was familiar with your work because of Tool. Oh, okay. Work. So uh, I re I just remember studying your work way back then. Like, oh, thanks. Blown away. Cool. Yeah. yeah well, I, I always loved your work, also, and um, you know, uh, um, you also you and your husband were always just the nicest people. You know, you were just like so nice. <laughs> it's so cool. So <laughs> it's just like one of those. Yeah, just always very friendly and and really cool. And um, so. Uh, you know, and then early on, you're just meeting people for the first time. You're trying to make network and make connections. So it was, you know, right. it was nice yeah. to meet really nice people and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. not be intimidated yeah. because people are being assholes or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So like thinking back on those early years, I was so freaking shy. Oh and, my God. And, right. Oh my gosh. To be, to have to go up to people. And I don't know if it works the same now, all these years later, but to be able to like go up to somebody you don't know in a crowd, introduce <laughs> yourself, act like you're somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It was painful. It was very painful. And my husband always had to force me to like, there's this artist, go across the room and right. introduce yourself. And I, it was so painful. So painful. Yeah. But yeah. Here so, we are. And I, it's so nice to um, have what, 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in between that and and now and to see the same people to yeah see the same people yeah that are still going yeah I, mean, I really love that I really yeah love yeah it is really cool it's a really cool group of people um yeah. the whole kind of la um whatever our scene is i don't know what we'd call it i don't know Ops real i mean i don't know it's like it's all kinds of stuff but it's yeah. kind of this la underground but it's not really underground that much anymore i don't know it's it's kind of yeah. its own thing Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um yeah. but uh yeah so i always admired your your paintings and your technique and your colors and 
and uh, uh, and and you and there's always a little bit of darkness in there. Not that that's required to be on the show, but you do have like skeletons, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween masks, things that I love. So yeah. you know, that's I, I do. You know, uh, I, I'm not. The show isn't exclusively like dark art, but because I've had all kinds of um, artists yes. on here, it kind of started that way, but it just expanded. And um, I, I do have to say, I do love personally, um, you know, adding that element in there. It's like it gives it more of an edge, makes it a little less. I don't know. It's got a little more, it's a little more twisted a little bit, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like, um, making music and putting kind of like a dissonant note here and there, you know, to like, just add a little secret sauce or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead yeah, of I do. I, I think, uh, what I think that word is, is truth. Mm -hmm. truth yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to put it all in there. It's pretty dark, man. Life is pretty dark. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's scary and it hurts. Right. And if that's not in your work, you know, that's just one slice of slice of the pie. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I I've uh often said that, you know, like I think that's why horror movies are kind of popular and dark music and stuff. It, yeah. It's an element of life as valid as any other and as real as any other and it's like what are you gonna do just ignore it you know i mean if you want to that's fine but right <laughs> but like, i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I can't yeah I can't. yeah and yeah it's, it's gonna come through um yeah it it's uh it's pretty necessary and and i think with horror films and like scary movies um and dark art i think that offers uh, people to be able to explore a dark side and be safe mm -hmm. because it's hard or because it's a movie, you know, it's not really happening. Um, right. And, and I, I really love that about like your work is very dark, but it has a sweetness to it. So it's like, um, it's very safe, you know, and it's, right. it's relatable even to, uh, you know, all of it, the sweetness and the darkness, it's, it's relatable and, right. and it comes across. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so anyway, I, I, I do remember, I remember you from first meeting you and immediately liking your work and thinking, you know, you're a great painter, you know, um, uh, which, you know, isn't you can't say that about everybody in the scene, but uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> I yeah. thought you know, okay, she knows what she's doing. This is cool, you know. Um, and so I was happy to be in shows with you. I know I, I don't remember where we've shown together, but I know we've shown together before. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maybe Think Copro, Space or yeah, Copro. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. So yeah, so so again, you guys, you know, you and your husband are just super nice and. Very positive, very very cool. But you know, like like I said, people people in the scene are generally very cool. There's only for the most part, yeah. yeah. There's only a couple there's, standouts, there's but some, yeah, there's some <laughs> here and there. But <laughs> so how how did you? Um, let's hear your let's hear your story. I want to hear your story about I don't know 
you know, I've mentioned this before. I may have mentioned it on episodes that you listen to because I know you're saying you listen to a few, but I do enjoy these interviews where I know the person like from I've known you for like 20 years, but, you know, not we haven't sat down and talked about our past or anything. So I enjoy it because, you know, I know you, but I don't know really anything about your career or your life. So so I want to hear it. I'm interested. I'm curious. (laughs) Tell me, how did this all start? (laughs) Okay. Um, well, I mean, I wanted to be an artist growing up. Um, art was something, drawing was something, coloring in my coloring books was something that I, I was just drawn to instantly. Um, but I grew up in a pretty artless um, hmm. environment. My parents and family, nobody was really into art, hmm. uh, fine art. or um, So I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about like, art school. I I didn't know that there was a current art scene, you know. um, So I wanted to be an artist and I had dreamed about it, but I just really didn't believe it possible. So um, I, but I I always drew, I always wanted to, to just find the time to get to drawing and and express myself in that way. What kind of of stuff were you drawing as a kid? in uh well as a kid um fun stuff like ice cream and (laughs) (laughs) um i've drawn ice cream i've drawn ice cream before i remember drawing ice cream and i would always put like a monster face on it oh you did (laughs) oh i I was you know i was influenced by cartoons and comic books and stuff like that too when i was a kid anyway i'm sorry go ahead fun stuff yeah um so yeah and and you know like the the landscape of the tree and the sun and the green grass and mm-hmm. stuff like that as a kid. But then in high school, um, I was obsessed with these, um, like stick figures that I did. And I would, um, I, I would draw out a scene, um, and put it to like an old poem, like an old, like a, um, Jack Spratt or, you know, like. Mm. That's kind of sophisticated people. for a high school kid. Was it? It was pretty naive. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. It seems kind of like combining some classic poem and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It seems kind of. I couldn't see that. <laughs> I didn't then. I, I was like, "What? Am I, this is silly." <laughs> um, but I loved it, and I would like draw that stuff for my friends or like in the cover of their books, and um, and just really for myself. And um, so then after high school. Um, I got a job at Target, mm-hmm. worked there for about nine years. But in that time, um, gosh, my dreams of, of being an artist were like, no, it's not going to happen. Wow. You know? um, were, you, were you painting during that time also like for fun? Yeah, or? yeah I was kind of painting. I was I got some oils um, in one of those kits from mm-hmm. Aaron Brothers at the time. Um, my my grandpa uh put together some money and got me an easel Oh, cool later uh this right after high school so um and then so i <laughs> i had oil paint but i didn't know anything about it there was no youtube there was no right Google, there was nothing then so the library uh, that's what there, there was, was, a library. <laughs> there was a library. and i didn't drive at the time so i couldn't even get there um, that's so kind of I, amazing wow talk about yeah. no no 
influence or support. Not that they were unsupportive, but you didn't have people right. people in your life that were into art and then no resources on how to do anything. That's kind of, None. that's rough. <laughs> that, rough. <laughs> that proves that you are the real deal and serious right. about it. You know, <laughs> nothing will stop you. I had you. to find a way, yes. <laughs> um, but I remember at that time I had paint thinner for the oils. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to like go into the garage and like clean the brush every like you know every time i wanted to change a color right. or whatever. Oh, <laughs> nothing will stop you nothing. <laughs> no inconvenience <laughs> no no so um i was doing that and and you know just i would at that time i remember seeing a lot of like rave flyers mm -hmm. um this is like the late 90s um and I would just, I was so drawn to that stuff, you know, the advertising and um, just the pop colors. And um, so I would just kind of look at that and, and, you know, let it inspire me. I would sketch in a sketchbook and um, just kind of pour out, you know, listening to music, my headphones on. Mm -hmm. um, and with, uh, with no thought that you could do this as a living, it was more like just for um, fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was basically just this is just going to be a hobby and I'm going to have to figure out like jobs. And you can know. you imagine that now, now that you are doing this as your, you know, <laughs> life? It's so sad to think <laughs> that, is, that you is. almost missed out on this. You right. know, it's so it cool that you could have gone that way. If, yeah. you did, if you just didn't take the chances, you know. Right, right. Um, so then at the, uh, after that, after, um, a while of that, I got a job working at, I left Target and I got a job working at, um, a place that did, it was a small company that did, um, artwork on menu boards, mm -hmm. um, mm. oh, yeah. like mm -hmm. Starbucks and all that. Yeah. So, um, I worked there for about six years and in that time I, that was basically my school. Mm. Um, every day I showed up, I had to draw something that I didn't want to draw all right <laughs> you know, sounds like art school <laughs> yeah yeah um i had to draw like some crazy like a lobster and a hamburger and like you know whatever was this like chalk was it was yeah, are those it like was, those chalk signs it was supposed to be chalk it looked like chalk but it was actually um oil uh pastels oh okay so, okay um but i used them like a crayon right you know, mm -hmm. hard solid mm -hmm. um so then I worked there for six years. Um, I was, you know, still interested in art and I was getting better because I was doing what I was uncomfortable to do. And um, I had to do it in a timely fashion. And mm -hmm. it, it basically taught me like, you know, a structure and uh, a willingness to push past the uncomfortable. Um, I don't want to draw this. Right. <laughs> driving me insane. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and then it also taught me how to, um, work with clients, um, in an artistic way and, uh, draw out what they, uh, had in their mind. Mm -hmm. That must've so, been so much more fun than your target job. You must've oh, been like, wow. oh man, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was a really crappy company, mm -hmm. um, the owner and his son who worked there as well would like fight, like cuss each other out oh, every God. day. It was like the Tuttles. Um, yeah, it was a bad environment, oh, but no. it was like, it was, it, it gave me a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, it, so then at that time, um, I think it was 2000, 2002, maybe 2003. Um, my husband knew a guy who was showing at Cannibal Flower. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he asked him, like, how how does this work? Like, what what's out there? What's going on out there? You know, um, I wanted to be an artist. I was so, you know, desperate for it. And um, at that time, my stick figures that I was drawing in high school had um, developed into these like tall, uh, more developed girls, like women. Mm -hmm. And they were like fashionable. They were uh, all kinds of like expressive hair, color, like dress and all that. Um, and so I I was looking to launch, you know, into this world. And um, did you have like uh, paintings by then, like like a body of work or anything or yeah, kind of I had uh some of the oil stuff that I worked on you know through the years um and then mostly illustration work okay um, so you had some pieces yeah. you could show or yeah yeah to give a little and, bit of an idea and you've been yeah. you had been developing your style kind of as just right. for fun as you're right. painting yeah. okay yeah and it was I was working in um not just graphite but um uh ink at the mm. time and watercolor so um maybe i had about 20 pieces that i would show somebody you know that okay. was mm. top of what i that's a lot had the pile yeah kind of but they, again they were they were just like yeah, girl but, right right you know? right okay so um so that friend was able to give us uh contact to cannibal flower and lc and lc loved my work and loved rich richard was the one that used to like drop them off for me up there in LA oh, cool. <laughs> um, and talk for me. Uh -huh. um, so uh, we met them and it was great. It was, it was instantly um, a good relationship and, and yeah. successful. You know, I, I was able to uh, sell a couple pieces and see that people were interested in my work and, um, at that time, I was so, like we were talking earlier, painfully shy and yeah. uh, had so little confidence in myself or in my work. So um, that really did show me that there is a world out there that could possibly be interested in my work mm -hmm. and um, yeah. supportive in that way. Yeah, so, that, that's that that was, you know, someone should do, I should do it. Someone should do a documentary about Cannibal Flower. I mean, yeah. what an important starting point for so many artists. I mean, you, oh, it would be it would be a great documentary because you could interview all the artists that started at Cannibal Flower. It's like, you know, all these amazing artists that that went yeah. on to become successful. And yeah, and Elsie's, you know, and and Elsie's such a cool. He's in do my documentary. We interviewed him for my that's documentary. Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's such right. a cool. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Some somebody somebody make this documentary <laughs> well you do it yeah. you just said you were gonna do it right i know but i don't have time to do it i'm trying to, I, know, I, got... so <laughs> I would do it if i was rich i would be like okay someone yeah. i would i would hire people to make this documentary right. um, anyway i'm sorry to, to interrupt you there but but that's uh yeah that's so cool that you started at cannibal flower because you know i started there uh pretty much everybody started at cannibal flower that that i know for the for the most part of for the most part yeah all the it's people so in our scene most of them anyway yeah. yeah at that time yeah that generation yeah yeah right that generation yeah. and uh those shows were so much so exciting i mean remember going as as nervous as i was because i was the same as you totally shy like yeah. 
the shyest person I knew. I was the shyest person I knew. I hated when I was a kid, I used to hate answering the phone because I was so shy. I used to not want to buy candy in a candy store because I was shy just to talk to any stranger. And, um, uh, uh, but it's like, I made myself do it because I'm like, this is what you have to do. If I want to be an artist, I have to just do this. So I just did it with no skill <laughs> talking to people and, right. and you just learn the skill as you, as you go to the shows and you learn the skill. But, the, but, uh, uh, once you get over the, the fear and you're there remember how exciting those shows were wasn't there like this feeling like wow something's happening some big thing is happening here i remember driving back from a show with a friend of mine that used to go with me and just being so excited like oh my god there's this amazing art scene and all these amazing artists are showing here and nobody knows about it except you know (laughs) yes definitely it was so exciting and like they also had like performance art. Right. Too, you know, like, it, it was, there was, there was, it was life. Yeah. There was, was like a, a definite vibe and energy and yeah, uh, yeah really amazing. And yeah. totally like flying by the seat of their pants, one night art shows, you had to pick your piece up the next day yeah. or else it gets put in storage and you may never get it back. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> but for, for me, like that was, that was helpful for it to be uh, on over the weekend, you mm-hmm. know, like um, no longer than that, just because it, there was no pressure. Right. You know, You're right, no, right, right. Um, and, and everybody was so supportive. Like it, I it, know. Just, it was, it was a great place to start. You know, it was, it was a, a great um, environment to, to be shy in and to learn. Right. Yeah. It was a gr- yeah. Yeah. It was a bunch of really supportive, nice people. Yeah. We should do like a class reunion. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be so fun. You know what I think about sometimes are, and I'm not going to mention names because I don't even think I remember them, but there were people that started when we did that were kind of like, could have gone on and they didn't and they just dropped away and never, and you, yeah, yeah. there's like a handful of people. It's right. so trippy. Yeah. You know, not everybody could hang. Right. I, I remember thinking then, like looking up to those people and being like, damn, they right. got it. They're going to skyrocket. And then in like five years, I'm like looking around. Yep. Where are they? Yeah. Like, it's a trip. It's a, it's a hard road, you know? It's a hard life to make it in it fine is. art. It is. It is definitely. It, it's one of the hardest. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Maybe I was thinking the other day, like maybe a poet. Maybe that would be harder to be a, a successful poet. <laughs> that <would be> so painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you know, prior to that though, you know, when I was growing up, it's funny because I had like the opposite experiences as you with my family, because my dad, my stepdad's yeah. an artist, my mom was always interested in art, my aunt was very into art. And um, but I thought I had the same idea, like, oh, I'm never make it as an artist because I watched my dad how how he struggled so much in his career. So I was just like, who the hell's going to show the kind of stuff I would want to do anyway? So it's like kind of the same. That's why I got into makeup effects because I was into that, but it just seemed practical as well right. that I could get yeah. a job. But um, yeah, but then but then I just got so was like, oh, this isn't you know I've kind of I got to the point where I. I don't know, got everything I wanted out of it after, I don't know, 15 years or something. And I was just like, okay. You started right after high school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then I started, I was around 33. I was like, okay, I'm going to teach myself how to paint and I'm going to try and be a fine artist. <laughs> so I like had this total big. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I'm obsessive when I decide to do something, when I'm really, something I'm really into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so, so it's like, it's like cannibal flower was just this, you know, platform, bir yeah. platform birthing ground zero for all of us. And then we kind of, you know, we all went on, most of us went on to have pretty decent careers for artists, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I wonder if they are stoked looking at that. Like I'll see, like I, I yeah. hope it's <laughs> like, damn. I know that's what, that's why I'm thinking a documentary would be so great. Cause they were so important it to would us. Be very honoring, yeah. You know, it would be, I would love to be able to, to do something like that for him because it's like man so many people uh you know I, not owe their careers to him because we put a lot of hard work right. behind it as well but he was the first person that gave me a chance really and and i know probably you and a lot you know all of us he was like he was totally cool with it and so yeah. we do kind of owe him you know so yeah so anybody listening <laughs> let's yeah. make it happen <laughs> we'll do a kickstarter um <laughs> So yeah, so so okay, uh, and that's how, that's where I first started selling my stuff too. Like the first few first few shows, I was I didn't know what I was doing, and I was like stumbling around and doing kind of I didn't know what I wanted to do, and not, I sold like one or two pieces maybe, uh -huh. but then I got I hit on the portrait idea, and then those yeah. sold, and then that just put me on this okay, people like this head and shoulder portrait monster, right. I yeah, can do yeah. this. And then I just kind of went in that direction. Um, yeah. And I think they gave me my first solo Cannibal Flower feature too. I think I remember that. Um, I remember several of your paintings and knowing that they had sold. And I was just like, wow, this guy, he's got it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> That's when I released my, I, I, it was the release of my, my DVD of the animations I did for Tool too. Oh, it was wow. like a solo show. And I, I made that, I printed that, you know, that was the only way to release it back then to put it on right. DVD. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. that's so funny. Uh, so, okay. So once you sort of, you know, started doing well in Cannibal Flower, where did it go from there? Um, I believe because of, uh, you know, people seeing the works and um, I believe the next step was the hive. Right. Yeah. Um, Nathan. I, showed with yeah nathan a couple times and then i believe it was 1988 with oh. jensen oh okay uh, yeah right right yeah, yeah. yes he did a um they did a uh a, a disney show i think it was in 2006 um that i did three pieces for and they all sold and i remember being so happy like so stoked and and shocked um, at that time, because my my work, you know, the the girls that I started with, um, they grew, and then I I made that world bigger. Mm -hmm. um, so I I started doing a background, and um, so then they were like a what twenty four by twenty four piece um, in size, and they were at a a price point that I was just like what do I, you know, like, this is a lot of work. So <laughs> I put it up this way. And then, and then they sold. And, um, that was a big, uh, a 
big moment for me in believing that this might continue, mm-hmm. that this might, this kind of career might continue. And um, Gallery 1988 was the first um, gallery that I showed with. Oh. Um, that being a, a, you know, a different step. And right. um, so, yeah, that was that was a big deal for me, you know. And then at that time, so I showed with uh, Gallery 88 for years. And then um, Corey Helford came into the picture. I met uh, Jan Helford, mm-hmm. who was uh, at the time uh, building the first Corey Helford Gallery in Culver City. And uh, she offered me a show and... And then that was my first solo show in 2007. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, so, uh, you showed at ThinkSpace too, right? Or yes. was it like group shows or? Group shows, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had one solo, um, I can't, I can't remember what year that was. It was within those two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, it was 1988, ThinkSpace and Copro as well. Oh, right, right. And then Corey Alford Gallery. Okay. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, you know, widening out your paintings and and creating backgrounds. And and uh, uh, I love your backgrounds. I really, I love the backgrounds. I just like the. Thank you. It, it, it uh, you know, I don't know. They, I feel like um, uh, I can relate to them. Like I kind of paint backgrounds similarly where they're like, I try and keep them vague and they're kind of outdoor mm. outdoorsy mountains. And so, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And maybe I studied your backgrounds <laughs> <laughs> That's and, all good. Your light and uh, you know, how you do keep it vague. And, yeah, maybe I did, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's that's, probably well, uh, that would be an honor. <laughs> that would be an honor. Um, uh, if, if it's true, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I, uh, <laughs> so, okay. You, um, how did you do on your, your cell, your first solo? Was that, was that, did you do well on that or did it take, yeah. take a while to, it seems like from what you're saying, you started selling pretty right pretty out well. the gate and just well. continually. I mean, it wasn't solid. It wasn't, you know, it yeah. wasn't every piece, but it was good enough for me to, keep going and believe a little bit more and a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, myself and that it is possible. And, um, yeah, it was, again, for me, I, I was blown away that there were people out there willing to support. Right. And spe- spend, yeah, that's how I always felt like support, yeah. people that people are willing to, to people are willing to spend the kind of money that I couldn't. Right. I couldn't afford, right. I couldn't afford, you know, I can't afford to buy my own paintings. That's one of my, <laughs> right. one of the things I often say, but yes. so, so it's like when you, when you find someone that, that is willing to, it's kind of amazing. I mean, it's very, really? very validating. Cause it's sort yeah. of like, you know, when you put, you put your money where your mouth is, it's like, if you're, yeah. you know, we know, we know how, uh, how much value money holds in our society. So that's like kind of the ultimate validation um, right. Uh, yeah. It's funny to think I'm, I'm imagining like myself, you were sort of developing your style mm-hmm. as you were going. That's the weird yeah. thing about like, I think we both started kind of before we had completely like, okay, 
this is our thing. It's not like we were like, okay, this is our thing. And now I'm going to be an artist and go do this thing. It was more like, oh, I got a show. Shit, I better figure out. A th- what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I better figure out what my thing is uh, or, yeah. or whatever. And then you just kind of keep building on that. You know, it seems like because if you look at I, I, I remember how I used to look on the outside, not having an art career and like looking at like Mark Ryden and people that inspired me to paint and and you think, oh, they just got their idea. They got their theme and then they just did it and then they became artists. And it's and it's not like that. It's like it slowly develops. And it's like I know for me in the early years. I didn't know if I could, like, I wasn't sure I could pull this painting off. Like, I don't know if right. I could do this. Like, it might get messed up. So every painting, you're like, oh, shit, you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, at this point, you know, we, we've we got our thing. We know we can pull them off, you know, pretty much for yeah. the most part. We know what we're doing after all this time. It's, you know, we know enough to do what we do. Right. And, uh, but I remember back, back not, not knowing if, Every painting was like, I don't know if I can pull this one off. Maybe this is the one time that I, I won't be able to do it because <laughs> you don't have you don't have enough under your belt to really go, OK, I've done this enough. I know I can do it. Right. Yeah. And like you said, you're in the middle of developing something that and and maybe this doesn't ever end um, as artists. Like you're always going to be evolving. You're always going to mm-hmm. be you know, looking to grow. Um, so but there's not there's not a promise at the end, you know, right. and, and with little skill and little experience. Um, I was the same way. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could promise anything. Like it, if I had like a show coming up, I was just like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I would promise it, but to me, I was just like, right. Ah, yeah. That's, this might be the one. that's, that's what um, uh, I've said to, to, to students I've had um, or younger artists looking for advice. It's like what I, I just tell them what I did is I agreed to any show I could get in early on. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to pull it off, but I just, I knew that if I had this deadline and I agreed to the show that I, that I'm going to have just have to do it somehow, you yeah. know, and it might be painful, but I, um, I don't like disappointing people or letting people down if I commit to something. So I knew that that was sort of a way to, force me to have deadlines right. and finish pieces, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is very same here. Um, I think that's a way to uh, promise yourself, you know, mm-hmm. um, to just get through that to that deadline. And, and if it sells, if it doesn't sell, if, if you think it's ugly or not, you know, what you intended, you know, the painting itself. Um, well, that's, just that, but I got it done, you know, right, and I yeah, got yeah. through and maybe next time I could do a little bit better. And yeah. Bit yeah. Better. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, it, it's funny because I, I recently, I don't know why I was doing it. Oh, cause someone was helping me with my website and I was kind of going through all my old work mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I remember thinking, what well, you know, my stuff was good. And I look back at some of the stuff and it's like, man, especially on my, my first solo show, I was trying to jam in so much work that there was a few pieces that were like, that is just not finished. It's just missing the thing. It's missing Uh, that, you know how it is. Like there's sometimes you do a painting and it looks good, 
but it just is missing that activating thing that makes yeah. it click. And sometimes it's one little thing. You just don't know right. what it is. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because my wife would be like, it's quantity or quality over quantity. She would always yeah. tell me that I just would not listen to her. I just, I felt like I had to prove myself. I had to do as many right. pieces as possible. And oh, that was really a stupid thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it, looking back, I mean, I would agree. Like I, I look back on some of my old work and I just, it's so cringy and I, it's, it's embarrassing, yeah. myself, you know, <laughs> um, but, but also I can see the, uh, the want, the, the hunger, right. I, I can see that. And, um, whether it's pleases me or not, it, I can see that. And that is, um, that's what kept me continuing you right know, like yeah that, yeah kept me interested and kept me um kept me going you know yeah it's it's as important as any other step so it right. has value in, in that in this in that way that it was like right. you couldn't have gotten from here to here without this crappy mm -hmm. piece or whatever crappy, <laughs> yes <laughs> yes they always they all count <laughs> yeah and they especially always. you know just from like a a career standpoint if you become successful that's why i see people like burn their paintings and stuff you ever seen people do this where they like take a bunch of paintings and burn them i'm all cause i'm like save everything because if you make it those things will be gold even the shitty ones will be like because right. i would want like a crappy giger painting when he was learning or a or a bekshinsky or a yeah. mark ryden or something it's like yeah. Definitely. Even if it sucked because they were just learning, it has value as part of their history. Right. You know, and that's true for all of us. But then again, uh, it, you know, at this point, we have to be successful and have money to have that kind of history, right. you know, or have that value for our history of right. our work. Um, but but it's true for all of us, whether the. Uh, yeah, true. That's true. Um, that's that's a, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, I love that stuff. I love. Uh, it's the same as like a sketch, like a, a, a sketchbook, looking through anybody's mm -hmm. sketchbook. It's not clean. It's not perfect, but it is what has gotten you to the, to the best of your work right. you know, at any given point. And um, those lines, those ugly paintings in our past um, and even in our present, <laughs> uh, those, I like to see that stuff. Not mine. You know, yeah. <laughs> but I love to everybody see else, though. It's fine. Everybody else. Yeah. 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 So did you, um, I don't know, did you have like a, 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 a person early on that sort of was like helping you connect you in the community? Or was there like a, any, any artists you befriended early on that, cause you know, when you're starting, I'm just, I, I keep going back to the early days because we both started at the same time. So I can totally like yeah, relate to it and remember how it was for me. And I'm just curious, like were there, cause I think for me, I, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to connect with anybody I could, mm -hmm. you know, networking with everybody. I remember Nathan, remember Nathan living in the loading dock yes, at the hangar yeah. with the rats. <laughs> There's like rats and shit in there, <laughs> junk everywhere, and his bed is yeah. like on the loading dock. Yeah, yeah. Those were the days, uh, but I don't know. I I just am curious if there was a 
I don't know, any person? mentor or guide or anything like that? Um, I'll say that the first person that believed in me specifically and, and encouraged me with, um, with his belief in my work was my husband, Richard. Oh, okay. That's um, great. He was the one that, uh, he, I remember him seeing the early years, the, um, cause we met in, uh, school, we met in an animation class at Fullerton college. And, mm. um, at the time I was just taking like popcorn courses, you know, uh, I took a, maybe a handful. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of them so when he saw my work um that was the first person that said you you know you have something you oh, are gonna cool. be big or you know and and gosh at that time I was so thirsty for that and I needed it um and I fear thinking of had I not gotten that what I would have done right I don't know um, but he was the first person that did that and then connected me with, uh, cannibal flower and all, and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, would drive your stuff up for you. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. What, he, what he a... would even, like email people for me. That's and, so cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it's very cool. And, um, and I needed it. I, mm -hmm. I was desperate for it. And, um, and then beyond that, like, you know, and he still does that today. Like I do my emails, I drive my stuff up, but <laughs> uh, he is very encouraging and he believes in my work, you know, over and over and over again. And That's awesome. um, it is, it, it's, it's very special. And, but beyond that, um, there wasn't one artist that, that like took me under any wings. Um, it, I, for the most part, I mean, it felt like there was a lot more community a couple years ago, a few years back mm -hmm. yeah. than there is now, and especially because of COVID. But even right. still, um, I haven't had too many um, like experiences with like somebody taking me under their wing. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like we're all in this on our own, you know? Yeah, I, I suppose that's just not the way it goes <laughs> i was just i don't know i was just curious did you have somebody you know gary at copro kind of i mean i wouldn't say he i'm sure he wouldn't say he took me <laughs> he took me under his wing but but i do remember i could reach out to him for advice you know and uh on how to price things and nice. how long it would take to i remember he told me I was so bummed when he told me, but he was totally right. Uh, he said, yeah, it'll probably be about 10 years before you get decent prizes for your work. And I was like, oh, man, oh. but, or, or, or t 10 years. Cause I was complaining about like, you know, I think my stuff's too cheap. And, and, you know, I was looking at like Chris Mars, you know, cause he was selling ex expensive pieces. His stuff was always selling. Yeah. And, and I remember him saying, yeah, it'll probably take you to about 10 years to get to that to where yeah. he to where he's at and and it really did take about 10 years wow. before i got to a point where i was like uh satisfied with, your pricing. satisfied with pricing and sales you know it's like i didn't i i only started really selling my shows out a few years ago you know maybe like three years ago or something like they, oh, wow. yeah like i would always sell because my stuff is you know it's, it's i don't a very specific kind of person yeah. from, from my work. So uh, 
I would sell ha- probably half the show, a good show, and then the rest would sell maybe throughout the year. Trickle out, yeah. So yeah. they did sell, but they, you know, I never had like a sellout show on the opening night up until a few years ago. So it just yeah. takes time, you know, it just takes time. Yeah. Um, and pe- yeah. people don't, I think a lot of, when you say something like that nowadays to a younger artist, like, okay, maybe in 10 years, <laughs> just like, what? I quit. Yeah, nothing takes <laughs> 10 years anymore. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, that's, maybe that's not the case anymore because of social media and stuff, but um, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I worked like seven years. I was working the day job in effects while I was going and dropping my stuff off a of cannibal flower during my lunch right. hour. It was insane. <laughs> oh and I gosh, rushed yeah. back. Oh my God. Working on the weekends every night for seven years, pretty much. Oh yeah. You know, and then not know, that's a crazy thing too. It's like not knowing if anything you're doing is going to sell, you're putting all this time in and it's like, you may not sell anything. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I felt the same. Like I, um, if I, even now I'll say if I can sell half of a show, if it's a solo show, Mm -hmm. if I can sell half, that's really good. Yeah. You know, Um, definitely. Yeah. And uh, there is no promise, and the only person that needs to believe in the current work is you. You know, All right? Um, it isn't about a promise. It isn't about a dollar. It's about you with the work and, yep. and wanting to see it through because you're obsessive, or because you believe in it, or yeah. you're having a good time, or you know, it, it's meaningful to you. Right? Um, yeah. The, I mean, the money is like we have. This is. We want to paint, so we have to sell them to make money. Yes. That's, yeah. that's, I think most artists feel that. I think the really good artists are like that, where it's like, you know, we would be painting if everybody had universal basic income and didn't have to work, we'd still be painting. Yes. You know, and, and having shows because it's like, right. And, uh, but, you know, that's, that's, that just shows how, how into it we are how much we love what we do is that we do, we will take on a show that takes like six months to paint and maybe not, have, not even know if any of it's going to sell. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. It's not a good business model. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Actually, now that we're having this conversation, <laughs> it sounds well, pretty silly. <laughs> that's why, I, yeah, it's crazy. That's, I mean, what I had to do was really lean into the, um, doing stuff outside of the galleries. Cause I couldn't afford I couldn't afford because I was supporting my my family, you know, right. and so I yeah. had to, I had to make money. So I started doing prints and and uh, merchandise, and and that's uh, I make mo- more from that stuff probably yeah. than my galleries or or depending on the show. But right, that's like my s- sustaining that and my Patreon that kind of sustains me. That's so good. Yeah. That's great. How many do you do a show every year or what do you uh, yeah up? yeah I used I I was doing I remember doing like two shows a year back in oh, the day wow. it was crazy wow. I don't know what the hell I was thinking but um up I think I think I did a show a year up until this year I finally told Gary it's like I can't do another show this year because I, yeah. I have all the stuff I I owe stuff on my Kickstarter from five six years ago yeah. now. I've got commissions that are still owed from a few years ago. It's like, I have to get caught up on everything. So I 
took this year yeah. year off from a show. Nice. This year, twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm all. I'm just like that's why I'm doing all these little studies because I part of, on my Patreon. It's like if you join at the this fifty dollar a month level after a year, you get a little free study. It's like a bonus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So, so, and of course, I've been so busy. I haven't been able to do this. So now I like oh thirty of them. So I've got like oh, I'm wow. just like busting these out. And pile, yeah. they're super fun. I love painting them. But um, you know, it's just like my whole life has been like that because I've just been. I don't know if it's like this for you, but like I started this thing, this art career. I got in shows, and I've just been like not. I had no savings. I had no backup plan i didn't know what i was doing at all and i just have been like 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 running running the whole time not knowing what i'm doing and just learning as you go and it's just like you know and so it's no surprise that 20 years later it's kind of like this big mess that is fun it's functioning as a business but it's also like you know i've had to take on commissions when i needed money Right. When I already had commissions before, because someone was going to give me a payment. I'm sure you've, right. you know, yeah. had that experience. Yeah. I think most artists do, but then it's like they pile up and then you owe these commissions and it's just like, oh my God, so stressful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but like, it's harder and harder for me to work while I'm stressed out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. So I've had to uh, really keep myself structured and disciplined in my schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had to uh, put downward, like I've had to say no to shows and yeah. um, just to like give myself some space so yeah. that I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't know. Is there such a thing as overworked? I'm not sure as an yes. artist. <laughs> there is. There is. We all are. It's all, all of we us all are, are overworked. But it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I I've had to like you know lessen my my schedule a little bit just because I'm I'm at a point where I'm no good to anybody. Right. Um, while I'm like trying to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I'll, mean, I get to that like that point where I'll just crash mm -hmm. and I can't do anything until I just like rest for a few days. And then the whole, and the whole time I'm resting, I'm just like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta be, I should be doing this. And I just never give myself a vacation or anything. Right. Yeah. You know, you should probably take some time off man. I, I mean, know. well, that's, that's, it's like, it. I, okay. The way I, the, the analogy I use, it's like, uh, it's like a train going at full speed down a track that I've been like building and building and building since starting, not knowing what I was doing. And then I finally, like, I don't know, I think three years ago, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a year off. Uh -huh. And all this time has been the break going yes, for three yes. years because it was going that <laughs> fast because yes. there was so much effort behind it. And, right. and I finally got to this year where, where, you know, it's already, I mean, it's only what January, 10th right now and yeah. and i'm already got like um you know once these studies are done i'm going to move on to the next thing and the next thing and i also commission it's like already because i know i don't have a show at the end of the year you know mm -hmm. normally in the fall like i do then i can work on this stuff so yeah. you know it's just a matter of keeping keep making money right you know, while i'm 
getting all the stuff out that I owe. But yes, uh, yeah, yeah. But what happens is every time I have a solo show, which I love, I love creating a a solo show. Yeah. It's like everything comes to a screeching halt. I what happens is I say I'm going to give myself six months to paint for the show, and then that ends up turning into three months. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what happens every time. Right. And then it's yeah. like I get to the three point three month part, and I'm like I have to start. I have to start, yeah. and then and then everything stops for three months except focusing on the show and it's just right. a and then and then i have to get back in the flow of the other stuff the commissions it's like it's like this nightmare i got myself in <laughs> but this year this year i'm doing it i'm off to a yeah. really good start that's great that's good <laughs> so i'm excited about that yeah i i told myself after my last show i i just had a show in october you did too right yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, I told myself, okay, after this show, because I was so busy and stressed, um, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to take two months off, like solid. I'm I'm not going to do anything. Sounds like heaven. I haven't I haven't done any. Of that. I haven't done any rest. <laughs> I've continued to work. And yeah. <laughs> I just told myself I'm. On yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I was going to take. Two weeks. I usually around the holidays because we when because uh, I have the the bit the art business the the print business and stuff, right. and so the, the holidays are crazy. I I, oh. I do a lot of sales and so a lot of shipping and then there's like that last deadline shipping day, yeah. and I usually stop there, and I give myself at least a week, two if I'm lucky, and to enjoy I, the holidays. That well, that was the idea. Yeah, to just relax. So I you know. It ended up being maybe a couple of days where I didn't work, but I just worked right through, you know, it's just, yeah. it's terrible. But like I said, after this year and people listening to the podcast are going to be laughing right now because I've been saying this for at least the last three years, probably the last five years <laughs> this year, I'm going to do it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to, I have to, I have to, or else, or else I'll never get out of this. Right. Yeah. You know, but it sounds like you've already, you're, you're, you're taking it slower. So you're I'm not, taking it yeah. 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 It's I just don't have the energy I used to have also, you know. No, yeah, and I I've noticed that like as the older I get too is like just being a person, not mm -hmm. having to produce something. Right. Yeah, right. I really ride myself hard on that. Like I I need to be productive. It feels good. I am a workaholic mm -hmm. and um and I just go go go. So but, you know, I'm looking back, I'm like, well, what about me as a human? Right. Not, you know, what does that feel like? Yeah. What is that? Will that be beneficial to my work? <laughs> Will that be beneficial to my life? Yeah. So I, I'm leaning more into that. I, I, I like, you know, being productive, like I said, but um, I'm going to slice a little bit off. Yeah. Some room for me. Yeah, the idea of like watching TV and not ha not having anything to do or reading a book. Reading a book. That's like amazing to me. I was like, oh man, imagine just reading a book all day like I used to when I was a, you know, yeah. teenager. I used to sit and I'd read a book all day, you know, it's like so pleasurable. Yeah. And it just seems like such no a big guilt. <laughs> no guilt. No guilt. I should be doing everything right now, but I'm reading this book. No, I know. There's that uh I've heard that uh quote about um artists need to be bored mm -hmm. right right 
board. And I'm more and more jealous of that. Yeah. You know, it, I, I want to be bored. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be so bored that I'm like, you know, yeah. I want to do something crazy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. Boredom is such a, it's a luxury. It is a luxury. You know, but when you're in it as a young person, I don't know about you, but I was <laughs> like, I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm oh, bored. yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't remember what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to talk to someone. Um, we're, we're kind of in the same place, I think with our careers and, uh, it's funny that you're having the same feelings that I'm having. It must be, maybe it's, it's just, you know, there's, there's, signposts along an artist's career and it seems like they kind of coincide generally speaking for most artists yeah you know like yeah. the stuff we're talking about in the beginning and you know it's just kind of the natural progression maybe you get to a point where you're just like okay i can't keep doing this like this i need to take some right. time I off need to do something different yeah yeah <laughs> i need yeah, a hobby yeah. <laughs> Hobbies yeah. sounds fun, you know, some kind Who of am hobby. I if I'm not an artist. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the underlying thing. It's like I've often thought that. It's like uh, you know, I built my whole identity of who I who I am on having this ability that that other people don't have. And yeah. so when you take that away, it's like, am I still worth valuable? something? Am I valuable? To, you know, it's almost like this kind of uh self esteem issue, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, like, definitely. You know, because in, anybody would say, you know, take your your artistic ability away from, from you and, and you're still a great person. And, you know, mm -hmm. the people that love you don't care if yeah. you, you know, they would they don't care if you if you I mean, they want you happy, but they don't care if you're good at art or not. Right. So, probably like you a lot more, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because he wouldn't be so preoccupied with it. Right, yeah. <laughs> be able to be present with them and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the little things. So how, yeah. how did your, uh, how was the show? The pieces looked amazing. Thank They're you. really great. Um, I loved them. I loved the them. The show was really great. I you had a lot of pieces. I had a lot of pieces. So with this show, I gave myself a pandemic hit. Um, and I knew I had this show coming up. So I gave myself three years to do. Oh my it. God. That yeah. sounds like heaven. It was pretty heavenly actually. It was, <laughs> it was really nice to, in the beginning to have such a luxury of time. And, um, I didn't, I didn't like think of a theme ahead of time. I just kind of went for what I wanted to do at the time, mm -hmm. what I was inspired to do. And, um, that was really lovely. It was, like we're talking about like that that was a little bit of space to um explore mm -hmm. and and not um harass myself and say like like oh you only have two years left like you gotta hurry this up or um it was it was a natural progression and um it was hard to keep that quiet you know what I mean? Like it was, it was hard to keep that space and not fill it. With, what, do you, what do you mean? I don't know what you mean. Um, to have the, to have the space and not go, well, I have to do this, this, and this, and this, I should cram it all into that space. Oh, right. to, 
to just let it breathe and right. you know not hurry and not um harass myself you know mm-hmm. i <laughs> i think for many years i i harass myself right. to, to like get things done and like well you have this time you don't need all this time for two pieces right shove 10 more in there right <laughs> um, or or you're not valuable right. or you're not working to uh up to standards right <laughs> to my own standards so um <laughs> So that it was hard to do that. It was it was hard to give myself that time and take it. Did um, you did you like acclimate to that? And eventually, like by year three, you're kind of like, oh, this is cool. Or or, right. or yeah. was it like yeah. harder at first? And then uh, it was no. I think it's equally as hard. It's still hard because I okay. still want to be productive and and you know go go go. Yeah. Um, but but what I'm finding now is. Uh, I don't want to work that way anymore. You right. know, I, I want to be a little more spacious and um, kind to myself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Cause like we were saying about like, if you did take a day off, I, my brain is filled with, you should be doing this, this, and this, and this, and, totally. and it's guilty and it's not pleasurable yeah. to take that time. You know? yep. um, I, I want to eventually get to the point where I can, take a day off and not feel guilt and really enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's how I, I worked that. And I, I really had to keep myself on schedule. Um, because I also, I was doing other shows too. I was doing commissions and, and mm. some shows and, um, lots of deadlines, but yeah, I, that I changed in my work and in my process. And I, really value it i i want to continue that and um so in that way it was really it was a great show it was a great show for me you know and um the reception of it was great um it it did well at cory halford and um i i was very pleased very yeah pleased. the pieces yeah. were great really great yeah amazing much. um yeah. and and it looked super cohesive you know, for, for saying that you're just going to like let what right. comes out, come out. It's like, they, it looked like a solo show that was coordinated yeah. to me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I would have never, good. I would have never known. Yeah. Um, it was hard to do that. <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's funny. Cause that's how I started. Like uh-huh. I started when I was first learning to paint and getting in shows, not knowing what the hell I was doing. I would just start painting a painting. Uh-huh. I would just have a canvas like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. And I would just start painting something and then like make right. it work. Right. And uh, eventually I got to a point where I was just tired of getting three quarters of the way done and then realizing something was off mm. because I hadn't like done any prep work. And um, now I have a whole workflow where I kind of do studies, you know, mm. sketch, study, work out all the bugs, take it into Photoshop, fix oh, wow. the composition, and then I'll paint the painting based on my reference at least that's how the last show was it was really like because i only had like three months which is crazy so i kept the pieces kind of small like Uh 11 by 14 and um used my my reference photoshop reference and just painted directly from my reference and it was like fast i was doing those paintings in like three days you know what yeah it was crazy it was like prep i did prep work though in photoshop like i had a study and then i kind of 
photo bashed the backgrounds, graveyards and from pictures and stuff like that and just got everything worked out in Photoshop. So it's like, okay, if it looks good in here, it'll look good as a painting. And then I projected the paintings, which I never do. And I traced them in India ink and then I just painted them and they were just two or three days and they looked exactly like these Photoshops and they, and they were, you know, I think some of the best pieces I've done in a long time. Amazing. But it's like such a different way than like having a blank canvas. Like I'm just going to do whatever, <laughs> right, yeah. which is how yeah. I started. So I'm really, you know, kind of itching to get back to a more, I don't know, improvisational. Like organic. Organic. Yeah. I mean, that's how the studies go though for me. Like I treat those as I don't have any idea uh, and I just paint and it's a like win, sketching yeah. and then I see what develops and then if it, looks good then i'll develop it into a painting so i was i was just uh i was gonna ask you like how what's your process for creating a piece and and especially in this last show um yeah i do um i fill my sketchbooks with like thumbnails and Mm -hmm. you know notes and things that inspire me um if i'm thinking of a piece um i'll throw in some fabric i'll you know just oh that's cool that, that make me uh, think and dream and, you know, imagine, mm-hmm. um, without any like specific other than like maybe a character, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I'll go from that, like the sketches and maybe I'll do, um, maybe I'll do like three little studies of the piece. Um, once I get it like kind of like, Oh, this is something that I want to, uh, explore. So you'll, you'll kind of work it out and, get an idea for the painting in a sketch, like a kind of block right. it out. And then you do yeah. painted studies. No painted studies. Oh, okay. What, so the sketches are like the studies. Sketches, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then even those are really loose and I want to give, cause I used to do um, really um, elaborate sketches and I would, I would study it and study it, you know, before I take it to be painted. Um, but uh, now, so I just keep it loose. I, I want to keep it loose so that there's enough uh, something to explore yeah. while I'm painting it. And um, which isn't the best as far as like time. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of like, oh, I don't know where I'm going and, yeah. and it's working. And, but then it, but, but, but you have that space for that magic thing to happen. Right. You know, right, which, yeah. you know, being too regimented can mess that up. Right. Yes. And so I, at this point, I value that more than, um, efficiency, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I want, I want something that I don't know yet. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's what I do. I, I go from the sketches and then I, uh, I will either blow that up, um, not on a projector, but on like the computer and then print out like pieces. And then I'll um, put that onto the panel, the final panel that I'm going to paint. I'll do that. Or sometimes I'll just go straight for another sketch on the, cause I do, um, I paint on wood. Mm -hmm. So um, I could do another sketch on that. And then I start the, the, you know, the full painting and, hope that something turns out <laughs> hope that, what, what do you use uh, to what do you use for uh fixative for the pencil or how do you fix that onto the panel? um 
I don't. I um I usually if I'm doing that, if I'm drawing and sketching on the panel, I'll do tracing paper. Um, okay. And then, I'll, and then I'll trace that with that uh, carbon stuff. Okay. And then you just and paint right on that? that. Yeah, I don't fix that. Oh, it doesn't like melt the. It does. Oh, okay, you just deal yeah. with it. I just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like like I said, I I want more uh, flowiness and right. messiness. Right. You know. Um, space to yeah so. I, i'm i'm uh i love nerdy painting things i love yeah. to learn about other people's process yeah yeah so do you use um a medium or anything i use uh, acrylics and water and some glazing medium so you I, the acrylic glazing medium yeah liquitex glazing medium for you, do you have any issues with um because i've tried glazing with acrylic and mm -hmm. it's because it's that whitish, it, it does, it kind of affects the color when you glaze it, doesn't it? Or, um, cause I know Crayola like doesn't use any, he glazes with water. He does. He's actually the one that, that turned me on to this glazing medium. <laughs> Maybe he's well, lying. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that's he, what I heard. Uh, Someone told me that it may not be true, but I thought he just used maybe. water. Um, well, water mixed with this, this Liquitex. Right. Glazing. But I, I remember, I, you know, I, I'll have to ask him, but I, some, cause I remember thinking he must use acrylic glazes, uh -huh. but someone said, no, he just uses water thinned out acrylics for his glazes. Mm. But I don't huh. know. Well, yeah, it does. Uh, it does play with the color a little bit for what I understand of it. It's, it makes it a little darker, mm -hmm. which is better. For me i like the way that it looks um but so there's no milkiness or there's no white in it um it's completely clear but it does dry darker right 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 yeah that never really bothered me that much with acrylics it was more like the thing that bugged me was the dry it drew dried too fast for me once i switched to oils I went back to acrylic to try it out again or mess around. And it was like, oh, this is drying, drying on the palette. I can't deal with this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I work with that. I like that. Yeah. But... Right. Yeah. It's amazing to have something that's just dried. You could yeah. write, you know, or take a hairdryer to it. Yeah. That was always my dream. It's like, if you could make an oil paint that somehow you could cure it. Uh -huh. Like with ultraviolet light or something, like you could yeah. paint it and then you hit it with the light and you dried your layer. That would be really cool. Yeah, but it doesn't exist. No, and you <laughs> paint solely in oil now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I get it to dry. You know, if I have to, it'll. I've had stuff dry in thirty minutes if I. Really. Yeah, by using a drying medium and then sticking it in front oh, of a heater. Yeah. Uh -huh. And and painting on aluminum, because it won't oh. warp. It won't warp the wood. Uh -huh. No matter, you could put it in an oven; it won't warp the the aluminum. Okay. So you can like literally, if you're in a pinch, you could dry something in thirty minutes. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I want to teach myself how to paint in oil. Yeah, um, it, it, that's kind of what I want to do this year. Yeah, you should try it. It's I love it. Your stuff looks totally like oil. I mean, it's like your yeah yeah your your um. Your style just seems totally suited to oil. Yeah. I probably paint that way. Mm -hmm. Not you know. Right. I, right. Yeah, yeah, you definitely your stuff looks very built up and layered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
It's but a lot I like acrylic. I, I love it. I, I think of it like, um, I think that it lends itself to my work of what I paint. Um, because I, you know, I do a lot of like toys and, um, mm -hmm. plastic things, uh, yeah. like desserts and all that stuff. But if I think about the, the acrylic as what it is, it's plastic. Right. Um, I, I really enjoy that. And there's a lot still that I want to explore and learn and, you know, um, mess with, but. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I remember my dad telling, showing me this guy, um, this illustrator named Chuck Wren. And he was telling me back in the, must've been the late seventies when I was a little kid. Uh -huh. And, um, cause he kind of, I don't know. I must've been talking about oil painting and he was saying like, this guy's stuff looks totally like oil. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Or, you know, it, it, it's not, I don't know if you do it well, it doesn't matter. It just looks mm -hmm. good, <laughs> but, but you can, you know, you can get this. Both can look the same. It doesn't, it's not like, you know, because you're painting it acrylic, acrylic, it has to, it looks a certain way. It's like how right. you handle the paint, how you layer things, how your yeah. brush strokes are you know mm -hmm. um yeah i always thought like maybe the if i could just maybe work with an extender which i messed with a little bit to get the paint to dry or use those open acrylics the those one the, the, uh, like the oil. no they're like uh they're i think it's liquitex they have a they have a a, a type of acrylic called open mm. or maybe it's golden i don't know but they they take longer to dry they have some kind of retardant in them hmm. and um because that's i mean i do enjoy blending mm -hmm. you know it's really yeah. you can't beat blending in oil where it's right you know you can blend too much <laughs> right yeah i think that's where i kind of lose myself you know when i've when i've played with oil before um it's very frustrating because <laughs> this it's not drying and i want it to stay still yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a toll i mean when i switched it was like such a i i i got that you know that um bug to learn it i just like i have to learn it um because all the, the painters that i w was looking up to were all oil painters so i felt like you know it was a yeah. naive way of thinking like i want to be like my heroes so of i'm going to do it like them yeah. uh it doesn't you know but it doesn't you know now we know it doesn't matter but still at the time i was like i gotta learn how to do this so yeah, yeah. i i it was just like it was it was hard at first but once something clicked i think when i started using liquid because liquid will dry overnight you know, Ooh. it just dries overnight. So it's like, I, I learned to space out my stuff. Like, you know, you paint however long you paint, whatever you do in that session, it'll be dry the next day. Mm, and I just okay. built my layers up like that. And, um, and then I just, once I figured it out, I was like, okay, it's just, it's like, it takes a little more time. You have to kind of, it's just different than acrylic in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you could always do oil on top of acrylic too. You could always like finish and do glazing on top of, a 90% finished acrylic painting. Right. Yeah. Know, just, I think that's how I'll start. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll yeah. See what happens with that. <laughs> um, but did your dad teach you or your dad was, uh, 
an oil painter, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like he went to art school during the '60s, and he felt like art school almost ruined him because he wanted to paint like figurative stuff, and they were teaching abstract expressionism, and it was all about concept, and and you know he wanted to make realist, real realistic oil painting. So he 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 didn't look kindly on school. So he kind of was like, I was showing you know, interest and ability at a young age. So he just kind of like, didn't want to mess me up, but he did sit me down one time and, and we did an oil painting and he kind of helped me with it. Just one time. I still have the painting. <laughs> like it. Yeah. It's, like yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a really cool experience. It's a wanted poster. It's total mad magazine. Cause I was in a oh. mad, mad magazine when I was a kid. It's like a, dangerous dan wanted it's like a poster on a wall like kind of a cartoony <laughs> cartoony uh, uh cartoony tough guy face with like a big cut in his face and um <laughs> but it was cool because he like you know sort of told me what colors to use and mm. painted and then i was like a little control freak from a young age and so i wouldn't let him do it you know past a certain point i'm like i want to do it <laughs> <laughs> he came out pretty good though but that was it it was that and then his studio was in our den and he was just always, he was like me workaholic and like us. And, mm -hmm. um, and there was always paintings on the wall everywhere. Okay. And so it smelled like oil paint, you know, linseed oil. And, um, and I would just, I feel like I got a lot out of just watching him work, I bet you did, yeah. just going in and asking him for five bucks for something. You know, you walk in, Hey, can I have $5 to go get this? you know get a hamburger or something and he's in there painting and you pick up a lot of like what it is is you see him working and you're not even really paying attention and then you go and open up a book and you try and teach yourself painting and you're like oh it clicks because you saw your dad uh, doing that yeah, yeah. you know and, and so it's not so foreign because you've right. seen it you it was modeled for you yeah 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 so it's kind of like a, i think i got a i think i got a lot out of that Kind of That's through. very cool. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really a fortuitous event that he came along. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was like surrounded by art, nudes and stuff. It was like, because, and it was just like not a big deal because he was an artist and my friends would come over and little boys would be like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, I never really thought about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <lady> is naked. <laughs> It's really funny. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It's a good time. But I like uh, that. yeah, yeah. But he had a hard time. It was. It was. I watched it firsthand. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. He was yeah. supporting a family as an yeah. illustrator and painter, and and uh, wow. that really turned me against it. I was right. like, I don't want to do. I don't want to be like this. Yeah. Here we are. I know. I know. <laughs> but but that's the thing. It's like when um when I found it about can even. As an adult, right before I decided to try doing it, you know, I was still like a big fan of all these these painters, and I still kind of in the back of my mind was dreaming I could do it, but it just didn't seem like there was no, there was just any way to do it. Right, there was nowhere to show or anything. And then I saw, um, and then can when you I found it about Cannibal Flower it was like it was like, Oh, there's an opportunity, you know, there's a, there's a chance maybe, you know, mm -hmm. it was like a, a revelation that someone was doing an art show and all the art was cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't seascapes. And yeah. <laughs> dolphins. 
which is a lot of what I see down here in Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was it a was, revelation. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it just felt like, I don't know, it felt like when you realized, when the internet first came out, you realized, oh my God, the power of the internet. That's what it felt like. It was like, this is a huge thing, you know, and <laughs> it just seemed like it was never, I felt, I remember thinking it would never Never happened in my lifetime that, that, that there would be like art, Yeah. the kind of art I liked shown in galleries, Yes. you know, Yeah. isn't that Yeah. a trip? It's crazy. It's very crazy. I I remember seeing Mark Ryden's work and I it was later for me that I saw Mark's work. Um and like I said earlier, to see that it's possible, see that you could paint toys in a narrative work and, you know, have it be adult and not, Right. you know, a child's thing. Um, that was a revelation to me too, that, what do you mean? I don't have to like copy somebody else's serious artwork. <laughs> I can kind of do what it's, what's in my imagination and what makes me happy and, right. um, follow a thread that I like Yeah. that uh, that was not what I expected and definitely to see a world out there that's uh ongoing and you know other artists from all over the place that were doing similar kind of like just their own ideas their Right. own Their own you know vision. and not right yeah and um we are we are very lucky we are Yeah. Just time and place for that is very cool, Yeah. you know? Yeah, it's a whole different landscape now with social media and it's but it's like this, you know, it's not weird anymore. This kind of art isn't like Uh-uh. totally crazy. It's like this is Right. sort of it's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, It still, yeah. it hasn't, I mean, even Mark, Mark Ryden has got to that blue chip level. He's, he's gone into that high, highest level. And, uh, you know, like I think Todd Shore, maybe Ron English, these guys are like kind of in that upper tier. Yeah, Um, yeah, so maybe doing we'll, what what inspired them as ki kids, you know, right. growing up and what's in their imagination. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because that's a uh, you know I was watching a, an an interview with you, and you were talking about how how you know your stuff was like inspired by all the stuff that made you happy when you were a kid, and I was thinking that's pretty much me mine too is like Yeah. that's the stuff I was into that I thought ha Halloween and monster masks and horror movies. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's like Yeah. it's It's weird. still inspiring, right? <laughs> yeah yeah i i even i i had a show one time i had like a, a sh i had to do a show and i was completely out of ideas like the first time in my life i was just i had kind of a block i'd never never had a block i've never had a problem with that and i just didn't know what to do and t and i so what i started doing was like i don't know how i came upon the idea but i've found these old ec Or actually, they weren't even EC. They were a lower grade horror comic. EC was like the big horror comic, Tales from the Crypt, from the like the fifties and sixties. It was kind of like the big one, Mm and they made the TV show, Hmm. Tales Oh. Right. from the Crypt, based on the comics. 
And um, I sort of, I got those as hand-me-downs somehow when I was a kid, but even these really bad, low-level horror comics, uh-huh. I found them in um, in volumes on Amazon, and I bought one, and I was like, oh, man, this is so cool, and I got so inspired. I ended up buying a p- bunch of these books, getting completely inspired by reading these stupid comics of monster zombie <laughs> comics from, like, the 60s. Yeah. And it, yeah. like, and it just... Even though the show I did wasn't related to to those, really, it was like it it sparked my I don't know it got me inspired to create. Yeah, you know, like yeah, totally. I don't know if you're like that. Like when I see a stuff that even if it or music that like Mm -hmm. just is good, you just Mm want to make your own thing. You don't want to like copy the music. It's like inspires you just to create something, right? I definitely I describe inspiration as jealousy you know Mm. i i can look at stuff and be jealous of it that like if it's a movie if it's music if it's art uh visual art if it's poetry if it's a story i'm jealous and and that tells me that i want to do something based on that or or um not even based on that but it's moving some parts in my brain you want to make something that good Right. That good. And and whatever it is, if it's the color, if it's the theme, whatever, I want to match that. And I want to, there's something in my brain that needs to come out and, and only I can find it, you know, right? it's not about copying that thing. It's about listening to me be jealous, inspired, Mm -hmm. um, and then get to work and, and throw up something, (laughs) you know, just, um yeah so yeah finding that old stuff from like things that you as a younger guy would have like loved um I think that's where it's at yeah definitely is for me um I can look at like I have a whole lot of like children's books and things that I had as a kid and when I'm feeling stuck or bored in my process um I pick up this stuff and it, it sparks some new stuff. And, um, I don't know how or why, but I'm thankful it it does. And I, I know where to go now. I know where to go if I'm stuck, you know, I right. have that stuff. Cause I I've seen it work time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That... I, I... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, uh, I, I, I really think it, it feels so spiritual to me yeah. and mysterious, the whole mm-hmm. creative process, because like you said, you don't know where it's coming from and you can say, Oh, it's coming from our, our subconscious, but what the hell is your subconscious? Yeah. It's like, what even is that? Right. I mean, that is a, that's a term that people have made up to try and make sense of this crazy, mysterious thing that doesn't really make sense. And it's like, yeah, there's characteristics of the subconscious in all people that work a certain way, but there's also this other element that is totally not understood. I don't think like, especially any, and it's especially, I mean, it's, you can go into like psychic phenomenon or precognitive dreams and stuff like that. But just the, the, um, the artistic process, it's like, you know, it hasn't been proven what's going on, how you get an idea, where it comes from, 
it's crazy. It's so like cosmic and weird. It is. It Don't really you is. think? I do. I, I think it's, I think it's very spiritual. I, for me, the process of it, and that's not to say it's religious at all. Right. It's very, um, it's not in this realm that I understand. Right. I can do all the things here in my life with my hands. You know, I could draw, I could read, I could watch a movie, whatever. Um, I could do all that stuff, but there's something else beyond that. And, and I think, um, it's important to listen to yourself, uh, because I see it as like, I'm reaching beyond my form mm -hmm. or something I don't understand. I, I can't even put into words, but I'm reaching for it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, either I'm going to listen to that and explore that, or I'm just going to try and control and control and control with what I do understand. Right. You know? Um, so for me, that process is very spiritual. It's, it's beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's reflected in your work too. And you think about it because your, your stuff, um, it's, uh, you know, surrealist work in general, your stuff is dreamlike and surrealist. It really has a feel like you're in this kind of a dream world, you know, mm -hmm. it's surreal. Surrealist is probably, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. maybe the easiest way to describe it, but if you think about it, uh, you know, surreal, that type of surrealism is, is, uh, it's, it's the same thing as that mysterious. It's almost like the paintings are a representation of the mysterious thing that we mm -hmm. don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In some yeah. weird way, it's like, yeah. it's like an, it's like an analog, a visual representation of that weird, mysterious thing that we don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like a diary or a, yeah, like a, um, a composite sketch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's, it's like a visual representation of a thing that can't be described yeah. <laughs> or understood. It's so weird <laughs> to me. It's just like, every time I think of just, you know, we, we've become so accustomed to like art is a thing that artists do. They make artwork and people look at it and like it and people buy it. But, you know, when you stop and think about it, it's so fucking weird. It so it's weird. so weird and cosmic and spiritual and mysterious. And and nobody knows why we do it, <laughs> why right. we want to do it, where right. it comes from. I don't know. It just it just blows my mind. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't, um, I don't know, since pandemic, I feel like so many things have become abstract to me. Um, time being one of them, mm -hmm. but also the way that we see things, like you said, we, we've been so conditioned. Yeah. Artists make art, they paint, they draw, um, musicians make music, they you know, right. we all look at it, we consume it and we go on. Yeah. But if you think about that person, that human, wherever they are, whatever part of the process they're in, that is a freaking bizarre. Why would you ever want to do this? It's painful and it's boring. It can be boring. Yeah. Yeah. There is no guarantee. And, but that human is doing it. That human is listening to something beyond them that, that makes them 
propel forward and vomit something out. And what is the point? What is the point? Why? Point? You know, it's like, because people who are really artists are doing it because they just have to do it. They, whatever, they, they feel the need to do it. And it's just so yeah. weird. Why did they, you know, why were they drawing on the cave walls in the, in the first place, you know, like, yeah. or hitting rocks together to make drum sounds or whatever. Sound. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's so trippy, but also everything is trippy. Yeah. When you think about it, everything is trippy. Like the fact that not even the fact that we're talking on zoom, but the yeah. fact that this chair exists, the fact that my heart beats itself and I breathe automatically and it's raining outside. It's like all, huh? this whole reality is just a fucking total fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? We're spinning. It's, the whole thing. It's crazy. Top to bottom is just like, <laughs> what? This is crazy. And it's like, in, it's in, in, in a sense, you know, maybe that's, that's a function of art in all kinds of ways is, is, um, is that it's reminding people that you're living in this insane miracle you know yeah. we take it for granted because we live in it every day but man when you stop and think about it it's just like it is you, it's it's indescribable it Re is. reality is just completely indescribable it's, it's crazy <laughs> i think we get we take it for granted and we don't think about it all the time because it's it blows your mind and you couldn't function if you're constantly thinking about how weird everything was yeah. <laughs> think about driving your car down the street right that is insane yeah that just <laughs> yeah what yeah 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 it's 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 so weird <laughs> it is very weird and then now with the internet and like social media like it just is beyond and beyond yeah beyond. it's like layers and layers of layers weird of that just keep getting weirder and weirder <laughs> and weirder <laughs> yes yeah wow That's crazy. well i should probably let you go we're, we're nearing the end of our time because i've kept you on for so long but uh i appreciate you talking with me it's super fun great day so fun Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, what? What's um? So, I mean, you just had this show. What's anything? Anything you want to promote? Anything coming up? Or uh, any um, anything you wanted to say before you go? Or um, I have a lot of stuff going on. Um, nothing really to brag about, but just explore <laughs> more art. You know, I like I said, I I want to um see what I can do in oil. Um, I want to write more. I have ideas to write children's books for adults. Oh, cool. That sounds I fun. Have, yeah. Just, I have all kinds of ideas and I, I, uh, I want to say I owe it to myself to, to, to do them, to see right. where I can go and, and what can come of these things. Um, because it's, it's for me, uh, I have a 20 plus career of painting and um, visual art. And I've been on that train, like you described earlier, I've, I've been here and I'm on this train and I kind of want to mix it up and, and stop a little bit and um, bend reality in that way. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see what happens. Yeah. I want to be curious about it and, uh, and find something new. And, and then always, I'll always be painting, I think, and 
drawing uh, and showing I, I want to and um, and see how that stuff, that curiosity and other avenues affects and uh, bends the reality of the paintings and the visual art, you know, I want to see what's up. I want to see, you know, <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like you want to continue to explore. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Exploration. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, all right. Well, don't hang up and um, uh, okay. just say goodbye to the audience because we have to just say goodbye, audience. That's what I do at the end of every yeah. show. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>